Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero. Thanks for listening to The Tour Coach. These are the players, coaches, experts, stories, and insights from my work on the PGA Tour at my retreats or my downtown teaching center in Mobile, Alabama. My goal is to shed light and share insights from the people who I've gotten to know and meet working on the PGA Tour and teach it through my career. And I hope this helps all of us play, coach, and teach better golf. If you like what you hear, please give us a good review and take a look at our new Dew Sweepers YouTube channel or the Dew Sweeper on Instagram, where I've taken some time to share videos of help from my teachings, travels, and journeys. So sitting in with me here on the tour coach, one of the great teachers out there, you see him all over his list of students is, uh, I mean, he's got a stable of students from Kisner to Fowler, Seth Straka, great young player, such a good dude too. List goes on and on. My good friend, John Tillery. Tillery, what's up, JT? Hey, Tony, how you doing? Doing good, man. I've been wanting to have you on this. And, and you know, like I said before, we can't hoping to do this over a few beers, but uh, uh, <laughs> this will have to do because our schedules are tough to coordinate. But I talk with you a little bit about coaching out there on tour and, you know, a little bit your philosophy about how you develop players and, and, you know, the things you look for in taking a young player and making them better. You know, where do you start? I, I always find it interesting. One of the questions I get a lot about this podcast is, like, where do you start when a player comes to you, you know? You know, I mean, obviously at the tour player level, like, you know, we have a lot of access to stats and all these kind of things, right? So it's pretty easy to sort of track down where a guy's kind of hurting or losing shots or what their trends or patterns have kind of been. And um, I probably, before I you know, say much to anybody, I'll kind of get a snapshot of that in my mind and then kind of back back my way into from there back down to kind of into their motion. And then, you know, a lot of it, as you know, right, these guys are, are all wired a little different. So you got to be a little bit of a chameleon if you're going to help more than one of them. And you try to just kind of see their patterns and kind of see how they're wired, see where, where they're at and what they know or what they think or their beliefs in the golf swing or whatever it may be. So there's, there's a pretty decent, got to be a little bit of a data gathering sort of period there, right? To kind of know who's in front of yeah. you and what their goals are. You know, I've always found it, I've always found it, I won't say easy, it's hard work, right? But I've, I've always felt like there's, you know, if somebody has some open gaps or some things that you can jump right on and help them, I feel like to get some of the guys from kind of the bottom end, if you want to call it that, like say on tour to, to start right. gaining and running up the list a little bit is fairly doable. You know, if you have all the pieces in place, it obviously gets trickier as the guys get better and better. And I think it's, I think it gets trickier as you run into guys that have had more and more success, right? When you kind of get a blank slate and somebody that's sort of an open book and all in, I feel like that's a pretty good foot to get off of and get going on. And it gets a little trickier when you've got a guy that's kind of, you know, trying to get back to somewhere they may have been before, for example. Agree. Because uh, I think some of the, you know, to me, some of the most fun are the young guys that maybe aren't on tour, but, you know, have tons of talent. And maybe they've had some instruction, but they haven't really been part of a whole thing. And, and like, right. and they just totally buy in, you know, mm-hmm. and, so and they like, sure. you know, you, you know, like where they'll go to the, you know, where they'll work with the, the people that you, you know, you trust and, have around you and they buy all in and then i think the ones that are more challenging are like you said the ones that been out there longer and they've had a bunch of you know they've gotten a lot of information and they got a lot of opinions and stuff like to me that's where it's a little more challenging because you kind of got to 
sometimes you got to dance around some of those things a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, def- it's definitely tricky. I mean, I think, you know, to some extent that works its way all the way down to even say like to the club golfer, you know, it's, yeah. it's like how many lessons have you given where you're just halfway through it and you're like, man, do you, you know, are you going to talk away the last 30 minutes here? Or like, won't you give me a try here? You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> it gets, it gets hard. You know, it's like, there's a, it's like it's a two-way street, right? For guys to get better, you need to have a you need to have a good coach, and you have somebody that knows your stuff in front of you. And the, but then you, but then you got to be a good learner too, right? And you know when you when you find the right kind of combo right there, it's it's like you said, it's a lot of fun. Don't you think too? Like I, I think that, I mean, I, you know, I always say like I think most of the guys doing what you do, I do like. I mean, I think we're all pretty good teachers. I don't think there's anybody, you know, but like I think a lot of the success is finding the right match like the person that you click with that communicates with you. Right. And also yeah. is good at figuring all that out because like, you know, you know, I mean, there's guys out there that would be horrible matches for me, but would be great with somebody else or whatever, you know, like I think, right. that's a, I think that can be equally as important in some ways. Yeah, I agree. You know, when you get people who are kind of sort of wired the same or sort of speak the same language, or a lot of times you just have your, if your goals are kind of aligned, right. If you want to spend a ton of time with somebody and go try to conquer the world, and then you know you need somebody needs to kind of be wired that way a little bit, also. And there's no doubt, you know, you get a lot of. It's one thing, you know, people look at whoever it is that somebody's working with, and like you said, it's, you're going to run into a lot of similar kind of X's and O's, and then, uh, mm-hmm. but there's a lot more to it, right? Of if somebody's, you know, you're working with somebody and they are hitting some certain shot, and it's blatantly obviously because of this or that it's like well that's you know that's just the starting point right it's like every a lot of people know that but it's like now how are you going to go about getting it done or convincing them to get it done and sometimes it's, they speak a whole different language and you do you almost have to you got options either brain kind of brainwash them into your style or you got to <laughs> learn to speak you know a different language but the one that they do you know yeah these guys are definitely all wired a lot different and it's half the art is trying to figure out how to how to get done what you want to get done and, and without it having to be your way or having to be your idea. Yeah. I, one of my favorites is like you tell a play, you see a player and you, it's like obvious, like you said, what they're doing. And then you start for two minutes into what you think and they go, Oh, I've already tried that. Doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now what we got, you, yeah. you, know, like, <laughs> you know, you could have helped me and told me that before we started, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, uh, Which, I think the whole thing just like learning or changing, you know, changing is just so hard in general, right? The, like the whole, to me, the only way that ever worked is to create, you have to have an environment to where they're able to lay down reps a lot of times away from a golf ball, right? Where you take away the the kind of fight or flight, kind of what they're going to do. And you start training those patterns, moving it into a way that you want it. And I mean, that's, that's half the battle, right? It's because half the thing that makes these guys good is hitting good shots. Well, you know, range ball matters to them. So Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you said, when it's, I've tried that or that feel, that doesn't feel right or whatever it may be, you know. How do you deal with like the schedule now? Like, and so like, say you pick up a guy, I've had this recently, like, you, you start helping a guy, you know, you get asked to help and, you know, I mean, like you're in the middle of the season, you know, right. and like, it's hard. I think that's the most challenging. Like they don't have a lot of time off. So then, you know, you, you help them for a few hours or whatever, but like, and it's hard to get stuff to get a lot of change done, then when they're going to, like in two days, they're going to go tee it up and it counts, 
you know? Oh, a hundred percent. Right. I mean, that, to me, that's the biggest, that's the biggest challenge. And, you know, ever since the fall finish started counting towards next year, that kind of flip, you know, flipped a lot of our worlds. It did mine. I know flipped my right. kind of upside down on how I would like for things to go because, you know, used to, if you had a guy had a pretty solid year, you know, they'd hardly play any of that fall finish. And so, I mean, you go from September, or October and, you know, I'd go to them. They'd come. They'd come to Cuscoilla. You know, we'd work here. Mm-hmm. What felt like almost every week for like three or four months, and then you know, three months maybe, and then send them to the West Coast, and then I'd see them at Honda, right? Um, <laughs> and now it's like you have a couple of weeks off, and like you said, every time you every time you walk up there to help somebody, they're thirty six or forty eight hours from teeing off the first hole in a tournament, so they they don't want to get far away from comfortable. So, so when you really have somebody that you really do need to kind of fundamentally change until something gets really difficult. You know, the rest of the rest of the time, once you once Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday mornings hit, you know, you're doing your best to kind of have them sort of calibrated up and, and dialed in best you can for that week and maybe what that course is or kind of what they've been struggling with, those kind of things. But, but yeah, it's, it's definitely difficult to get them away from, you know, I, I always joke that, you know, you, you travel and you go and we go to all these 25s, events a year or whatever about that I go to and you know it's you have to right because just the way the schedule is and guys are everywhere and seeing them in a seeing them in a circus is better not seeing them at all and um right (laughs) but there's no doubt I always joke about that you know me with one of my guys here just uh it's like a full day here's about the equivalent of four or five tournaments 100 percent don't you think yeah I do for sure I mean it gets really hard if you you know in my opinion, you have to kind of have a plan laid out that you put together at home. Everybody's bought in. Everybody's on the same page. And then everybody do their best on the road to kind of run that plan, you know. So, yeah. obviously, if you get the if you get the training, you get the drills and stuff laid out that you want them to do, and everybody kind of accountable and on the same page with that, that helps, obviously, to having the trainers on board with it, and to me, is critical. It's just, you know, otherwise, like you said, there's – they're coming from one week to the next and, you know, they start running and <laughs> start kind of running towards their tendencies or running away. And then yeah. if you get playing bad, then they're wanting to get more and more, stay closer and closer to the chest, you know, so it gets tricky. Let me ask you this question. And I know this isn't realistic because the tour isn't going to listen to anything we said or whatever, or a player, <laughs> if you went, like, what would be the like? What do you think really would be the best way for a, like a competitive player to work? Like, I don't think it's to have us out there like twenty something weeks a year, right? Like, I think like you know, right. to me sometimes I wonder if like if I know we have to go out there. Like, it's just part of it's evolved to what the business side of it is, right? Right. But, like to me, for a player, I don't know that like for them actually acquiring it, taking it to the golf course, kind of being out there every week or two weeks is the best. Yeah, like you said, it's kind of a necessary evil. I mean, you know, in a perfect world, you'd have an environment where they, you know, they kind of had to own it a little more, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, it's tough having, you know, having to travel a bunch just to get the time with the guys. You know, I personally think that if, you know, you could go to probably half as many as you go and spend twice as many days with them at home as the average kind of, relationship sort of looks like would be way more productive if you figure out a way to get that done would you let me know yeah <laughs> well and you know and i mean and i know like if it were me i would spend full days with i'd spend you know i'd try my best to spend a day or two in my off weeks i know it's hard we're not home that much but and then also 
even at the weeks that I was going, you know, like I would, I think I'd be better off with a lot of my guys sometimes if we wouldn't spend a full Monday at home, you know, before they left. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of times, you know, it's, a, it's an event they've played for the eighth or ninth year in a row, whatever it may be, and they're out there on a Monday afternoon or play all 18 on Monday and then nine and they have pro-am. It's kind of like, man, we'd have been, we'd gotten so much more done if just me and you had hung out all day at my place all day Monday and then you go up there and play nine, nine and crack it. Yeah, I love that. I think that, like, some of the best success I've had with players has been with, like, uh, you know, a couple times going down before Honda the Sunday before and doing a bunch of work at a home course and not out at the golf course. Yeah, because, you know, like, it's just just the – it's a circus, right? I mean, there's – it's the only professional sport in the world where there's, you know, that many people have access to your office, so to speak. So players are talking to players, caddies, you know, media – you know, you got the press, got the reps, got the you name it, right? And um Yeah. The driving range out there is a it's a it's a fine place to kind of you know, have your baselines kinda of laid down, keep reiterating sort of what it is you're working on, you know, whether it's using track man, these kind of things to sort of tighten them up and do wedge combines, all that kind of stuff. But as far as as far as getting them to kind of push the limits to kind of really working them, it's uh man, it's a tricky place to try to work. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Ask you this question, because I think I've crossed the line a couple times. But like, where do you, is there? Do you have like a limit of like how many guys you can work with, or you think, or like, what's the right amount? I think sometimes, like, I, I, you know, and I know getting a bunch of them is good, and it, you know, it's good for business and it's good. But like, I've had times where I think I had too many for like my style, so like to spend a bunch of time with them and all that. Where you feel like you're run, you know, then you feel like yeah. at the end you feel like I hadn't really done anything, or this guy kind of got left out for two weeks. You know, right. like how do you manage that? Because I think that's I, I think that's pretty challenging. No, it is. It definitely is. I have five guys, and I can't imagine adding another one. Right. And I don't, you know, and I won't as things are right now. You know, I love the squad that I got, and. Luckily, all my guys get along, so they play a ton of mm-hmm. practice rounds and stuff together, which makes it easy until they get done, right? And then they all go hit <laughs> at the same time. But it's, it's yeah. easier. <laughs> but it's easier, uh, you know, that everybody and you know, and I got a bunch of good guys too, so everybody kind of gets to this. Yeah. Um, somebody's maybe struggling or wants more time with me. Everybody else kind of understands, and, and you know, and I think that's why you end up having to go to a lot, right? Because the right. time. When you really, like you said, when you really look back at it, it's like the two or three days of travel, and then you put it into, well, it was, you know, nine holes of this guy in an hour session, right? Mm-hmm. It just took two or three days to do it. I mean, you know, that's the hard math problem on it. Right. And probably why we have to be on the road as much as you are, because it's, like I said, it's better than not seeing them, you know? So for a sure. lot of it for me is, at least when I'm there and I can take videos and stuff and talk to them, and then when I get home, I can send them stuff, and I can send them stuff to, Watch for, same thing with the caddy. I can send them, you know, talk to their trainers. I can send videos. Hey, I need to do this and make sure when you're doing this that blah, 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 those kind of things. And so at least when you're out there, you can get video from the course and stuff and kind of keep, keep them between the lines and keep sort of laying the right. plan down. But, but yeah, the five I got, so plus the two boys I got at home and trying to teach you a decent That's bit true. when I'm at home, it's a, uh, it's a sleep when you're dead kind of situation already. So I couldn't imagine having more. I, I understand that. Let's talk about where you – how did you get your start teaching? Take me back to the beginning. I know everybody knows about you from, you know, your tour stuff and all the great players you have and all the success you've had. And, you know, and you're a humble guy. Like, you don't go out there talking about – you don't post something every day telling everybody how great you are. So, 
where did you get your start teaching? Like what got you into teaching and take me along that path a little bit? Yeah. So, so I was always, you know, I never set out to teach. I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to play, I wanted to be a good player. And, and um, but I was always kind of looking back on, I was always kind of a junkie for it. You know, everybody, I was the guy high school and on the college team that everybody made fun of for standing out there video on the swing every day instead of going and playing. And, you know, and I worked with, I mean, I remember having the old channel two, I remember my mom in the front yard videoing me with the big Channel 2 news camera thing and take the VHS upstairs when I'm in the seventh grade or whatever and put it in the put it in there and draw lines and dry erase on the big old tube TVs, you know. So I didn't know it at the time, but I probably, my destiny was probably set. It just wasn't what I had in mind at the time, but I was always into it. And I mean, I just worked with it. I just worked with everybody in the world, and then you know that I could get in front of trying to get better. And obviously, I hear a lot of different stuff, right? And um, and I kind of just got in the weeds in it. And before long, I was kind of almost probably got more obsessed with that than even playing. And, and uh, so I ran around and missed every cut there was on many tours for uh, two years by about a shot. And uh, I could shoot one <laughs> one worse than the cut, whether it was four over or five under, I could do it. And um <laughs> <laughs> and then ended up taking a little job at a little little good old boy country club down the road here and was there for three or four years and got to teaching a good bit there and then I guess a hundred years ago it feels like now Blake Adams was one of the first guys that ever kind of took me on the road with him. Right. Um went to Hansel tournaments with him and then Brownie, actually Scott Brown, I played against him in college, started working with him and then a few months later I guess he didn't have any status, he got into Puerto Rico a few months later and he won there and then got his card and then just kind of snowballed right from there. Kiz was obviously yeah. lives in Aiken. So there I'm down there working the Brownie a lot and kids was struggling and started working with him. And then that was probably kind of where it really took off like a year or so later. Kiz had that 2015 kind of had that huge year. I, what seemingly to everybody else in the world is kind of out of nowhere. Right. That's good though. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, and then just kind of went from there, you know, it's a, it's a small world out there. Right. So, yeah. It's one of those fool me once kind of things is one thing, but it's, I think once uh you know once people see a couple guys start beating on them that hadn't beat on them before, they kind of want to figure out what's going on. You know, <laughs> I think it's it's I think most a lot of guys you know mine was kind of the same. I thought Bobby Wyatt coming up and mm-hmm. Bobby Shelton and then Smiley Kaufman had that. You know, I taught him into college, and I know you've spent some time with yep. Smiley, but like you know, all of a sudden he goes out there and wins, and then everybody, you know, it's it just seems like that's kind of the way it happens. You know, yeah, yeah, and like I don't see many guys just walking up and down the tee at a tour event with a bunch of people that like didn't have somebody that you know that they that wasn't that good that got really good. You know? No, there's no doubt, and I mean, you know, we get a lot of the praise for when you're playing good, but it's you know everybody that's you know like this week in, in Dallas, you know, half the people out there are gonna have somebody standing behind them and. Almost every one of those people had multiple people that poured into them over the last twenty something years. Right. You know, and a lot of times a lot of times that kinda of gets handed off, you know. So yeah, it's uh it takes I always say it's true. It's like it it takes a village and um a lot of times people sort of see the, the finished product a lot and um by the time they get out there they're obviously pretty weathered and have built at least a pattern and a game and skills necessary to stand on one of those ranges. You've there's been a lot put into that thing before. A lot of, you know, guys like us, if you want to ever see them, right? And I think, too, people see, like, they see you with a bunch of guys playing good or whatever, like, and they think that you don't have 
you know, that they only see the good, t- right? Like, but like, man, there's times that everybody plays bad. There's yeah. times you get fired that you feel like you did a good job and, it, you know, it frustrates you and it hurts your feelings and all because you spend a bunch of time. Like, it's not always like hell. I mean, I've been fired so many times this year. I mean, hell, I'm about in the unemployment line, right? But like everybody, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. and, and like, and, and, and the thing I was going to ask you is sometimes like when I, you go through those stretches, I actually feel like I've gotten better teaching. Yeah, there's you know, no doubt. It's right? weird. No doubt. It's fun when it goes smooth and easy. And, but, you know, a lot of times the, the work or the ones that took way longer to get better, the ones that almost didn't even work out, you know, you learn a lot from that of if you had it over, right? you know, this player, say this point in their career with these tendencies and they're wired this way and blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like if you have it over, would you either say, you know, it's not going to work or, or if you could do it again, what would you have done different? The next time you have somebody in that same thing, you kind of come in there and guns loaded, you know. But yeah, it's it's not all it's not all roses, that's for sure. You know, there, it's all the work behind the scenes, right? It's like take somebody like kids. It's like the, you know, there was a year and a half of, and we still go back and forth, you know. But I mean, we're right. like like brothers with each other now. But like, you know, I mean, we had, I mean, there was lots of hard work and lots of grind and a lot of cussing and throwing clubs and you name it and before anybody ever you know sees them up there winning a golf tournament and honestly like that's the kind of the environment you need you know it's like I've always felt like you know if on my end it's like kids told me in 2013 that if you know if I would give him the right information he'd be the best student I ever had and if he didn't get better he'd fire me and I was like <laughs> well if we're going to be together a long time if that's true because you know, I've always felt that it's not the, it's not me knowing what to do or how to make these guys better. It's just one way or the other, whether it's my fault, their fault, some kind of combo, whatever, can we get it done or not? And I love being held accountable to being able to write the plan and write the training. You know, I feel like if it goes that way, that 10 out of 10 are going to get better. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot harder to get for that to go like you want it to than, than it sounds on paper. Right, right. And I'm a big plan guy, like with players. I think that's like the most important thing is to sit there and lay down big picture, like where you're going and what you both have to do together. I think that's so critical. And I think that that's, you know, I think that's, I mean, obviously important with tour players, but I think it's really important with like good junior players going to college, Mm -hmm. right, where they know where you're going long term. And it's not something different every time. Yeah, no doubt. Especially when you catch them young, right? Right. Most don't quite understand the importance of, of kind of building building a swing that more or less is kind of blueprinted and done by the time they're before they get hair under their arms that they can kind of have for the rest of their life, you know, and you're obviously going to be kind of tweaking it here and there and always trying to make it more and more efficient. But um, you see it all the time, right? When kids, there's some kid that's beating on everybody and the local junior stuff. And then, you know, we've just seen it so many times that you're just like, man, I hope that deal holds up for them because I don't like it, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, a lot of times people hunt success so early in the junior world. And I think those are the two sides that are hard is to me is the, you know, you take a 10 year old and him and his parents won't think that every term, every weekend's, you know, the, the end of the world. Well, it gets hard to, you, know, you can't get them away from it to see the big picture. And, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes I think, you know, it's easy to run in that even, even with tour players too, right? It's so competitive and, it's hard for those guys because it's an individual game. And, you know, I think it's difficult for them sometimes just to get their hands off the steering wheel. And, um, you know, they obviously love you and they 
hired you because they believe in you, but it's hard for them to totally let off the reins and let you kind of drive. And, you know, the more that I feel like more, the more times that that happens is when I feel like guys get better. It's just, it gets tough, right? Oh, it's tough. It's tough to get them to do it, especially, like I said, especially during a long time. And, you know, I always joke about that. There's a, there's only so many bottles of water that somebody else can open for you before you get hard to teach. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's a great analogy, too, because I think they've got to be open, you know, and and I think that's a big part. I mean, we have to do our job, but, like, and I think that's good for, like, juniors and college players, too. And, like, you know, you talked about the student that's talked to you for 30 minutes before you even get to do anything, you know. Like, you get this a lot with these parents nowadays with college players. They want to tell you everything the kid needs to do and what they should be doing before you've watched the kid get the first ball. Right. (laughs) Yep, there's no doubt. It, that, I think that's probably changed a lot too with, you know, the availability of good teachers and technology and YouTube and whatever. It's, you know, there's a, there's a lot more experts running around these days. And, uh, yeah, obviously everybody wants best for the kids, but I think sometimes it's just hard to, it's hard to kind of let go a little bit and just say, Hey, right. It, you know, if, especially if, if the dad, you know, hadn't played in tournament golf or whatever. I think, you know, it's so hard to kind of convince them that, hey, I know you care, you love your kid, but, like, if you can kind of let off the reins here, get get him in front of somebody that cares about him and that's a competent coach, and then just hold him accountable to what the coach wants him to do and, to do and support him and see what happens. Right. You know, you got to be accountable, and I think that's – I see it all the time. You know, you have a kid that's a good player, a good college player, and, you know, whatever, but you can only take them – you know, a good friend of mine, Colby, too. Yeah, I know you know Colby out there. Yep. Like, he works with a – he comes and does a bunch of my junior stuff. But you can only take a college player to him 10, 12 times, and then he shows up and you can tell he hasn't done any of the stuff to get stronger or better before. Like, I mean, it's not my fault if you're not getting better, right? So at, at yeah. a certain point, the player has to be accountable to do it. There's no doubt. And, I mean, it's and I, that's why I'm saying it. It kind of has to go both ways, right? It's like you need right. to – we have to be accountable if a guy totally buys in and doesn't get better. It's like, well, then he should fire you. Correct, um, 100%. Yeah, but then if, you know, and I'm totally fine with that, I have a hard time, you know, living with some the other results, you know, and it may be a control issue of mine, but, <laughs> but I don't do good as a consultant. No, I agree. <laughs> I understand that. Every time I've tried to be a consultant, like I end up either being in control or getting fired. Like, right, because <laughs> like it, just, it doesn't work. You know, you're like, you go into like, Oh, I just want to consult, but then you're like, well, I mean, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah, you know? I think it goes uh, back to, like you said, you know, the relationship and how people communicate, right? I mean, how many, how many great players had one coach for so long, or had, you know, eventually ended up with one coach that they kind of ran the rest of their career out with? Mm-hmm. You know, it makes everybody kind of be in full exposure and vulnerable to talk with each other and not hold anything back. And I'm not saying it has to be mean or unprofessional and disrespectful yeah. but it's you know you it's a hard like it's hard to get better these guys are really good and then change mm-hmm. is tough so everything's got to be on the table you know it's got to be you have to do it exactly like this or it's not going to work and then i need to know everything you think about it as we go and um right you know when when, when you have that relationship where you know each side cares about the other and they're all on the same page and you know player it and trying to you know, worrying about hurting his coach's feelings and a coach it and trying to not get fired works a lot better that way. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, you can't – I guess one of the things I've learned is you can't operate being afraid to get fired. I know. 
the fastest yeah. way too, right? Right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and then the other thing, just to kind of wrap it up, like you were talking about too, like I, you were talking about players that have, you know, where they've had long-term success staying, either finishing a career or staying with the, you know, one coach the whole career. Like, you know, I think one of the biggest things with all the information out there is that everybody feels like, you know, they can bounce, like, I, you know, they bounce around and get tons of ideas and, you know, because there's so much info out there, but they don't buy in and commit to somebody wholeheartedly. And and I, you just don't see that many real success stories now. That, to me, I'm sure there's somebody I'm forgetting, and somebody will bust my ass for. It, but like, you don't see that many people that like where they just keep bouncing to five or six people in two years, and then all of a sudden they're top players in the world. It just doesn't happen right. like that. No, I think it's just so hard, Greg, because it's like honestly, even if it's repetition and ownership, right? So it's like really and truly, even if somebody was getting, say that somebody was, you know, hearing something from their coach that maybe. I almost didn't agree with or might have would have said it a different way. The reality of it is if they, you know, if they buy into it and the plan never changes, you know, they get better and better and better at it. So the mm-hmm. one that's impossible to lay down is the, the plan that's always changing, you know, and I think that's what makes getting better so difficult is it's hard to do the same right things every single day and not be narrow focused enough to think that a bad week, two weeks in a row means that the stuff's wrong or that a good week means that I don't have to keep doing it. Right. No, that's beautiful. That's awesome. JT, this was awesome stuff. I know you're crazy busy, especially when you're home, getting ready to head to Dallas. But uh, I appreciate you taking the time, and you've always been great to me. I've shared some videos with you before. I think that's another thing people don't understand is, like, dude, like every, good coaches share videos with other people. They ask for help. It doesn't mean you know, like you think you know everything all by yourself. People are shocked when I tell them that people do that stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot smaller you world know, out there than people know, right? We're all just trying to not get fired, you know, <laughs> and, and do okay. Be a certain I, kind of crazy to do, do it, what we it? do. So there's there's not a ton of them that uh do it for long. So yeah, it's a small world, and you don't have a there's not a lot of uh not a lot of rivals and that kind of thing going on, right? Everybody's it's a good sport, it's a good space to be in. A lot of good folks out there, and it's a tighter unit than probably the average fan knows. Yeah, because I think everybody genuinely is happy for the other guys that have been out there for a while, like, you know, because I think everybody knows how I – mean, I don't think people realize how, like, I mean, it, you can have stretches where it's pretty bad, right, and you, and you feel like you, you suck. And, you know what I'm saying, like, if people don't realize yeah. – that, 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 I mean, you know, shoot, like when Seth won with you, I mean, the first person I thought of the text was you, right? Like, you know, right. you don't – people don't realize <laughs> all the – the stuff that goes into it. So you know how hard it is when somebody, when somebody wins and has success. Yeah, it's hard. And, you know, and you're always happy for whoever it was, right? If you, you spend right. any time with them and, you know, you ultimately want them to play well. And yeah, and it's a tough, there's, there's not much better than when it goes, when it goes well, but it takes a lot of, <laughs> takes a lot of time, sweat and some sleepless nights a little bit to get the job done sometimes. But um, I think eventually, you know, do what I do. It's just, you get to where you just don't, don't know any different, right? You just kind of on yeah. autopilot every day. You jump up and try to figure out how to make your guys and your kids get better. And go mm-hmm. pay your dues and go home and hope you did good and pray for everybody and go to bed and get up and do it again. Yep, that's it. That sounds like our next couple months, doesn't it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> couple years. Hey, I appreciate you sitting in. I look forward to you. I'm sure I'll see you on the range out there in Dallas. But anyways, appreciate you sitting in and appreciate all your help over the years and, and being such a good dude and good friend. And I'll look forward to catching up soon. Sounds good, Tony. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Tour Coach. 
I want to take a minute and thank Cordy Walker and Golf Science Lab, as well as my sponsors Shrikshan, Buick, Bushnell, and Vineyard Vines for helping make all of this possible and helping me share my insights with you. If you like what you've heard, why don't you check out more on the Dew Sweepers channel on YouTube, as well as the Dew Sweeper on Instagram, or go to dewsweepersgolf.com to find out more about my teaching, my travels, and where you can find out more about me.